Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And hello, it's Ayers on the Road. We have been on the road and in the air and our family has been on the road. We are all congregated in, in Arizona. Congregated or gathered? or Congregated. I mean, really, when you have that many bodies, it's a congregation. Well, we did manage to get six of our nine children, six of our nine families in our family, all to converge in the desert here in, in uh, the Phoenix area and Gilbert. And boy, we've had beautiful weather. Oh, my goodness. What a what a lucky weather wise we've been. I, yeah, we're sorry. If, well, actually, you know, it's not over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house because some of you. <laughs> who are listening will have had snow probably, but not us. It's 85 every day, sunshine, absolutely gorgeous. And lots and lots of people. <laughs> we, we have, we're at our daughter's house, but our daughter has a wonderful neighbor who left to go to Park City, ironically, and we inherited their house, which is right next to our daughter's house for about a week and that's the thanksgiving week so it's been a good time it's been a semi-reunion it's been you know about i'd say 80 percent of a reunion (laughs) it is and actually there are so many great things to do here i mean you know arizona is time to be here Uh, in the winter in the winter in the desert what i do not want to be here in july august september Boy, that's for sure. But, you know, we've been thinking, well, we've been around so many grandchildren and so many families. We've had some interesting parenting discussions. We were talking last night about how how to, we've talked about everything from discipline to how in the world we can keep kids on a spiritual level as the holidays approach. And uh, it's, it's so interesting to see how our children are different in the way that they approach various things within their family. And I think we're glad for that. Well, I think the most interesting thing we talked about last night was how our parenting has affected them and what worked and what didn't work. And some things that we thought um, everybody uh, really loved, they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Some things we thought worked really didn't work. Some things, that's right. Um, We were saying, "Why, why are you having such a hard time getting your kids to go to bed on their bedtime? We never had a hard time with you. We just put you in bed and you just stayed there because you knew that you had to. And they thought, well, you thought we stayed there. <laughs> we were up all the time and you didn't even know about it. <laughs> we had a great time. In fact, we have a three-year-old granddaughter who just takes the cake. I mean, we thought we had done, I uh, had the most amazing children in the world thinking excuses why they shouldn't go to sleep. And uh, from, you know, I, get you know just the regular bathroom I'm hungry and all that too uh, you know you just said your prayers everything's fine you're not going to be scared I'm yeah, trying but, to put her to bed by the way and this is what's happening <laughs> no no I'm this talking about I know, our, our children I know but I, you're talking about Mila now they just ruined my oh sorry go ahead I didn't say I didn't say the punchline <laughs> <laughs> so um anyway where were we let's see um well, that we were try, trying to put into bed 15 excuses and finally i said you just said your prayers you know in, you're, you know it's the i'm scared thing and <laughs> you know heavenly father watch over you and and i remember i think it was eli said 
I know, Mom, but tonight I just need somebody with skin on. <laughs> and I mean, you know, we thought that was the cake, but uh, you put a well, three-year-old together. Well, I tried to put this little Mila to bed, and she had so many. But grandfather, I have to go uh, to the potty. I have to go pee-pee. And so we let her get up. And then later, well, I have to do the other thing, and I have to do this. And then finally she says, Grandfather, my, my, my jammy pants and my jammy top don't match. I've got to get up and get my pajamas that match. And this was about the 17th thing. Oh, my gosh. It you bet. know, I finally resorted to, I, I just lost, I didn't lose it in terms of temper, but I just lost my, I just said, okay, Mila, you know what? I'm just not going to put you to bed because you're just too much trouble and you just keep getting up and I just, I'm just so tired now. I'm just, why don't you just stay up all night and do whatever you want and all the rest of us will go to bed, you know? I wasn't a, I wasn't a technique. I wasn't trying to manipulate her. I was just really tired, tired. and discouraged. <laughs> and, and she got this really sad look on her face and said, oh, grandfather, please put me to bed. <laughs> and I said, okay, but only if you say thank you after I get you in bed. And I think we had a breakthrough there. I'm going to tell her parents that, you know, they've just got to threaten <laughs> not to put her to bed and then she'll come around. Yeah. And she did say thank you so much for putting me to bed. Now that was really <laughs> a breakthrough. Okay. So actually that leads us into our topic for today because we've been talking about thank you and thankful and boy, are we grateful for, and we're not going to do the whole show on Thanksgiving, don't worry, but we are so grateful for our blessings. We've been at a turkey trot. Our uh, daughter and son-in-law have a little daughter, uh, their youngest child of number five, has a syndrome called the Bardet Beetle Syndrome. And um, it creates some havoc, as those of you who dealt with syndromes know. The two major symptoms is obesity and blindness blindness and, uh, usually by the age of 12 or 13 and uh we have a chunky little girl she's not huge or anything but she uh, they she just doesn't have lipton in her pituitary gland so she thinks she's hungry all the time and gosh it's just hard to deal with but the really hard deal is this blindness thing and so they have organized a, the gilbert turkey trot and uh they just had 5,000 people show up for this. They started in their neighborhood for with 200 to, people. To run the 5K race. To run a and six guys get together and run this huge organization. And, of course, volunteers come out of the woodwork. And half of the, the funds go, uh, the profits go to Brain Food, which is a fabulous thing that's in the Phoenix area, where these women get together and get these big food packets ready every week to take to schools so that children who do not have food in their house on the weekend can have food. Yeah, and, and then the other half goes to this foundation fighting blindness in, in children. And bless their hearts, they raised hundreds of thousands of dollars. They do it every year at Thanksgiving. And people come out. People are so wonderful about and what a great thing. I mean, everyone wants to run a little race. On yeah, they have that little one-mile race that they do with the kids at first, and then they have a 5K And me, race. I ran the one-mile one. Yeah. one, one. <laughs> I opted out on the 5K. I sold the T-shirts. <laughs> but um, 
it really is so heartwarming to see these people come out of the sponsors woodwork. show up sponsors free and donuts prizes that was and, the problem as i ate, i ate more i ate more donuts than i ran off in the race <laughs> in calories so well it didn't work i mean out too well they they set it up so that you pick up a number the night before you were online <clears throat> they have a timer so that everybody knows who's won and it is absolutely incredible operation, a well-oiled machine. But that that's all a lead-in to our subject today. If, you Which know, is about. We wanted about. to do something to re related to Thanksgiving, but, but we've been thinking about this in a new way lately that we're excited, actually, to share with you. We, we're thinking about, you know, the, the, the thing all parents do. We want our kids to be polite, so we teach them to say please and thank you. And those become words that show that the child is polite and he's raised in a good home and he has, you know, he's a good kid. But it, it turns out that it's so much more than gratitude because it can be the beginning of a child really understanding the two, maybe the two most important things a child could ever understand. One being gratitude and how, how blessed they are and how, and how they should not take things for granted and how they should appreciate what an amazing life they have, especially compared to most of the world. And the second principle being humility, the idea that I really need help. I, I need to ask for things. I need, there's so many things I'm not sufficient in doing. And so the, the little words that we just think of as politeness of please and thank you are actually the beginning foundation of teaching children maybe the two most important life skills there are, or the two most important attitudes they could ever have. One, the humility that comes with really asking and really saying please and really understanding that they are not independent, that they do need help, that we all need help, that, that we're all interdependent and dependent. And two, the concept of gratitude and not taking things for granted. And, and we've come to feel that together, those two concepts, which really begin with two simple words of please and thank you, that those are really the antidotes to entitlement. You know, kids who have entitlement attitudes and think I deserve everything and I, I deserve everything my friends have and I want to have it right now and I don't want to have to work for it or wait for it. That, that kind of an attitude is so destructive to a child's happiness and to, to his progress and to his potential because a child with an entitlement attitude, you know, is, is one who doesn't know how to work. He doesn't know how to appreciate things. He doesn't know how to find joy in the things that he has. And so what's the antidote to that? Well, strangely <laughs> enough, it turns out that the simplest way to say it is a child who not only says please and thank you, but who, as he gets older, incorporates the principle and, you know, becomes someone who feels real gratitude and who feels real humility through please and thank you may be the most important lessons we can ever teach our children. You know, it's amazing. People really are so amazing about being grateful around Thanksgiving time. Yeah. Um, there, they really, we had a, 
a great. We have a fun tradition. We have uh, what's it called? Those paper on. Uh, oh, like a roll of a paper, roll like of a paper. cash register yeah. paper, or, or an adding machine. An anyway, you can still you buy can them. Still buy those rolls. And so of paper. we start filling in. Um, first thing in the morning, we start filling that thing in. And this year, we had an adult roll and a child's roll. And man, we decorated the. Um, table with our list of things hung from the ceiling that we were grateful for. How many did we get to this year? Well, we got to 900. I, I think we'd better push it a little further today and see if we can cross the thousand mark. <laughs> with but, that many people. But what was great about it is we have, you know, we have our grandkids kind of divided up into groups by their ages. And so this time what, what we did is we just tore off a piece of this paper, maybe this this roll of paper that was maybe 10 feet long and gave it to each of the groups and they sat down on their own and wrote in, you know, one started at 100, one started at 200, one started at 300 and they sat in their little groups as kids listing the things they were grateful for. It was kind of a competition to see who could get theirs done fastest and then we taped them all together and made a roll that's probably 100 feet long that's now draped over the table and hanging from a chandelier and so on here at our daughter's house, but they were so cute. The youngest group that did it, I couldn't believe that they, you know, Cubby and Peter, Linda, finished their their list. And, um, you know, Cubby can bear, I mean, he's just he's learning seven. to write. So he, he partway through, he said, he said, Grandfather, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not a very good speller, but I'm just going to sound it out on each word, okay? <laughs> I'd like to go back so and he, read so that. He, None of the words are spelled right, but you can actually read what they are, and they're so thankful cute. for pears, and I'm thankful for apples, and I'm thankful Anything for turkeys, and I'm yeah. thankful for lights. And, but they were thinking of their gratitude that whole time. So with that introduction, we're going to really go and dive deep into this in the second half. We hope you'll hang in with us, and we know that you all out there are all grateful, too. It was a, It's a great season. We'll be back in just a minute. And we're back, and we're talking today not only about gratitude and thankfulness on this Thanksgiving weekend, but about how it all can begin with something as simple as teaching small children to say please and thank you. Now, of course that is politeness, and of course one reason we teach that to children is just because we want them to be polite to other people, but as we teach our children to say please and thank you, let's also try to teach them the underlying concepts of the humility that goes with please and the gratitude that goes with thank you. Because fairly small children, I mean, it's, it's one thing to say, hey, say please and say thank you, but it's another thing to say, let's talk a little about that. Why are we thankful? Why, how many people have these blessings we have? How did we get to be so blessed? And it really leads into prayer as well, Linda, because when we teach children to pray, what are the main components of prayer? Well, we say Heavenly Father, and at the end we say in the name of Jesus. But in the middle, the main two things we teach children to do are to say thank you for their blessings and to ask for blessings and to say please to, to God. And so... It turns out these two little words of please and thank you, which which a lot of parents, you know, teach as the magic words, right? The magic words of please and thank you. It turns out they actually are magic because they lead toward 
an understanding of maybe the two greatest eternal skills in the universe of receiving and asking these powerful skills. Someone told me the other day, Linda, that uh, if you if you if you do a search within the scriptures, within the Bible, this person was talking about that the most frequent admonition in all of scripture is to ask. And, and it always carries a promise, ask and you shall receive. And so here's the scriptures, here's religion in general, here's the whole concept of prayer, all rolled up into this, these two little words, please and thank you, the magic words, which portend and lead into the two enormous skills of asking and receiving. I think something just happens to you when you express thank you or when you are asking for something. It really is so interesting. I mean, going back to the three-year-olds, you just have to train them over and over and over again. And I have to say, Americans are not as good at that as they are in London and all through the British Isles. Because we lived there for a while, and there was not a child. You could the not first, do remember anything. Remember the first thing when we got there. The first thing we thought was, how, how do the British people get their kids to be so polite? They're just amazing. Thank you, Mr. Iyer. Thank you, Mrs. Iyer. And please, may I? May have, I please? May me. I have a glass of water? But you know, our kids. You have to keep going on that. We have a little three-year-old who's a whiner, and and. She, nah, I want that, nah, 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 nah. and then her, the minute her mother says, now, how do you say that the right way? It's, please, oh. may I have a drink of water? Yeah, what are the magic you know, words? She knows exactly what to say. And it is important to ingrain that in our children because it doesn't just, it's not just about childhood. It's about the rest of the life. Remember that funny time? Where, I remember one really funny time. We, for some reason, we've been talking about Oh, I think we'd just been on a trip to Europe and we were talking together, just the two of us, about how polite most children are, particularly in England. And and we happened to we were back, so we were sitting in a in a restaurant um here in the States, and we noticed one family that was just they just seemed to be so polite and so kind to each other and and, and, and we thought, how great, there's an American family that's almost British. But we got a little closer to the table, and we realized that they actually were British. <laughs> they were just visiting. <laughs> right, darn. Um, but, you know, the thing about it is, maybe it's that way all through Europe, but we just don't understand. <laughs> we, don't know, we don't get it when they're saying please and thank you. <laughs> Merci. Um, but we had lived in London for almost five years, and honestly, it is really a different <clears throat> phenomenon. In fact, I came straight back from... Um, London one time when living there for a long for six months and we came back and uh, there was an activity in our neighborhood to go to a pumpkin patch and I packed in I mean these are the old days with no seatbelts and so on but I packed in 17 kids and 17 pumpkins and that old van <laughs> was a stretch van you'd have been arrested today. and uh, at this day, and then I had to drop them off on the way home not one child said thank you, uh, yeah, thank yeah. you for the writer, thank you for doing this. I mean, it really was pretty stunning. Obviously, they were excited and thinking about other things, but it is really so important to remind our kids those are the magic words. Isn't it when you when you run into a small child who's who's really polite, who who please may I and thank you so much, Mrs. Iyer, and so on. 
we're so impressed with that. We're so we we just we give so much credit to the parents for teaching them to be so polite. But it's only recently we've been thinking about how how much deeper that concept really is, you know. And and when you're and and by the same token, when you're around kids who are really entitled, you know, who just have an attitude like, well, give me that. Well, I deserve that. Well, why shouldn't I have that? Well, so and so has that. Why shouldn't I have it? You know, and it's just like this incredible polar opposite feeling that you get from children. But what we've been thinking about so much lately is how, how that morphs and changes as the child gets older into these wonderful attitudes of some kids who are entitled and others who are, they really have a certain kind of humility because they, they really are able to ask for things nicely. And, they're, and they really are you know, the, the magic word of thank you really has translated into a kind of genuine gratitude where they appreciate things. They appreciate little things. You know, I think asking is so crucial as adults. And isn't most of what you know because of you ask something, you ask questions, you're interested in education, you wanted to learn things. We have a website now that our son introduced us to called atlas obscura and there are so many fascinating things actually we got two of those for christmas last year is a uh, there's a book that's been done because of of that and it really is amazing you just open that up and think oh my goodness look at all i don't know and you, you think of asking about the world and asking what's you know what how things work and what makes things happen it is really that is so much a part of being and it even grateful. it even becomes a part an integral part of education i mean you know children uh, younger and younger kids know how to find they know how to find answers they know how to google things yeah answers are a dime a dozen answers are cheap answers are plentiful answers are abundant and answers are accessible by everyone but good questions really good questions that's the key to education and, and we know a lot of parents who really focus on teaching their children how to ask a good question. Raise your hand in class and ask a really good question. That's how you'll learn. All learning begins with questions. And and the idea, again, the magic word of please is, is really the beginning of the best questions. Please will you explain? Please will you tell me? Please will you help me understand? Well, and I think uh, in a person-to-person -person relationship or even in a group, the best thing you can do is ask questions. We get such a kick out of meeting new people and then starting to ask questions. I mean, we're, I guess some people think we're prying. Yeah, no, <laughs> and we maybe go too far. Well, but, and even if you're teaching a class, the best way to teach a class is ask good questions and let people find their own answers. All you, you know? need to be a good teacher is think of five good questions that are on topic. And so so if you think of so if you think of please as more than a polite word, if you think of it as the trigger word for all curiosity, for all questions, for all humility, for all asking, it really becomes a powerful word. And and I think what we need to do with our children is, you know, first you teach them to say please and thank you. Then you teach them to to use those concepts to ask a lot of questions ask about when, when you meet someone ask where they come from ask what they like to do ask you know how many brothers and sisters they have ask where they live 
And, and kids who get good at asking questions to their peers and to their teachers and, and who use the word please as they do it become inquisitive minds who really begin to, to do things. And then the same thing with thank you. You know, who can you say thank you to? Well, you can say thank you to God, obviously, but you can say thank you to the lunchroom lady at school. You can say, we've got one little granddaughter who's really good at that. I walked her to school a couple of weeks ago and, and there was the crossing guard, you know, helping the kids go across the street and, and little Lila went right up to her and said, thank you for keeping us safe on the street. And when we got to the, the school, there was a lady that was the, the usher who was kind of getting kids positioned to walk into their class and Lila said, thank you. And it's just so, it's so refreshing for a child to notice when you think about it, 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 it's sort of a training in awareness. Uh, a child who's looking for things to be thankful for is exactly the opposite of a child who's entitled. And, and the child becomes more aware of what he, what he is grateful for, the things around him. And a child who's looking to ask questions is, is curious. And so he's wondering things and he's, he's not just following the crowd. He's, he's asking, he's, He's got a curious mind, an inquisitive mind. You know, I yesterday I was thinking, well, on Thanksgiving Day, which was a couple of days ago now for us, but it was so <clears throat> interesting to see people at that turkey trot because they have a huge whiteboard. How big would you say it was? Oh, yeah. The you they, know, the, 15 feet by 10 feet. And it's painted white. Yeah. And then they put out these markers, and everybody just writes what they're grateful for yeah. on this giant board. And it was Kids so and adults, fun everyone. to sit and look and read what people were grateful for. And, you know, some were pretty there obvious, were probably, but some were. There were probably 3,000 things written on the board oh by the Oh, my gosh. We day. couldn't make people stop. They yeah. just Everything was taken down, and there were still people there writing what they were grateful for. And we, we did have a daughter who's been working with refugees this year. And she said, you know, if we put this up in Africa, the things would be really, really different yeah, than what yeah. you see They'd there. They'd still you know? be thankful, but They'd it would be, be things like food. Water, electricity, yeah. or you know, things that are really crucial. And there were a few people that put food on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was one of our granddaughters put money. You know, that, yeah. <laughs> that is too. But it really was so fun to read what people were thinking. And so many heartfelt Thank yous, you know, but we need to make sure we don't do that just once a year. You know, we just all had a whiteboard in our house. We just write every day what we're thankful for. In fact, we do have a whiteboard. Well, we, really we should, should start to make it a thankful board. But we, you know, many of you listeners know we did a book a few years ago, three or four years ago, called The Thankful Heart, where the whole goal of the book was to try to um, help people to... Uh, appreciate things more and really what you're saying linda to extend i mean it's wonderful that we have by the way we just we we love that people take time for thanksgiving and don't just jump from halloween right into christmas because you know thanksgiving and gratitude ought to be something that sort of gets a booster shot every year on the holiday but then lasts all through the whole year that's the goal is to help our children really carry that spirit of gratitude from Thanksgiving through December, right into Christmas, right into the New Year's, right into their New Year's resolutions, right into what they're grateful for in 2018, and just keep that gratitude and that humility of asking, keep those things going. So 
That's the bottom line. We are feeling like, strangely enough, we always used to say, hey, the magic words are please and thank you. Little did we know they actually are magic. They, <laughs> they actually are. lead us to be better at asking and receiving. So we just hope that you give that a thought this week. We're, I know the, everybody out there is feeling grateful, and we're, we're appreciative of that because there's so many good things, and we appreciate you. Our audience, we talk to a computer. Yeah, let's say thank but, you right uh, now. Please, please listen you. every week, and thank you so much when you do. <laughs> <laughs> and so with that, we wish you the very best of this holiday season. It's going to be exciting for everybody in, in different ways, but we do love that, the fact that you take the time to listen to this. So thank you. And, and we'll, we'll see, see you next time, time on Ayers on the Road. road.